श्री श्री गौरा रमारंपरा की जय गुरुभक्तवृंद की जय खूब प्रेमानंद evening any questions is it um primarily from uh chanting japa or or harinam sankirtan but chanting holy names that one's heart gets purified or is it a combination of that along with following the instructions of the guru well there are many different um angas or limbs of the angi or the body of hari bhakti of uttam bhakti as um explained described by rupa goswami and um some of them are um, more prominent than others some of them have divisions within themselves some of them are undivided um and they have been uh put forth by rupa goswami in um with some method uh uh in as much as some pertain to the body senses some to the mind maybe verbal mental and so forth so he's presented a consuming with the body of bad of bhakti utam bhakti replete with many different limbs hmm? um that said um and there in amongst them i should say also there are preliminary to the angas of bhakti that are important that uh, are both positives and negatives hmm? maybe 10 of each hmm? um beginning with the positive preliminaries adogu vashraya taking shelter of the guru he begins with this uh receiving diksha shiksha serving uh affectionately so on and so forth um these are the beginning of the um the positives if you will the preliminaries and then there's the negatives you don't do this you don't do that and then he proceeds with the different angas and again there are divisions in some of them uh smaram for example has maybe five different divisions some of them are have, have no divisions kirtan will have divisions because there are different types of kirtan there's nam kirtan there's uh, leela kirtan hmm. there can be um I suppose guna kirtan also describing the qualities of krishna and so forth <clears throat> so again amongst them some are more important more powerful more prominent than others he selects out five in particular that he highlights out of the the, the many mentioned um and namkirtan is 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 included with that sarusanga namkirtan bhagavat shravan here the bhagavatam so we see with sarus namkirtan sarasanga naam kirtan bhagavat shravan uh um uh maturvas living in 
mature, and I think I think Arjun also worshiping the form of the Lord. These five are very potent. He says so in different ways. He emphasizes different angas, and um, that's it. Above, beyond all of them, is the efficacy of kirtan. And again, as I said, there are divisions of kirtan, but the most powerful form of kirtan, Jiva Goswami has said, is non-kirtan. And of course, in the name is the form, the qualities, the leelas, which, in which are included the parikar, the associates of Krishna. You can say that well, I, I, this is this is the best explanation. Therefore, the emphasis on kirtan, nam kirtan in particular. So, it's um, um, the most efficacious means, given um, as well, or in light of, I should say, in particular, the the time in which this dispensation is uh, is being shared, that. Of Kali Yuga, which where Kirtan reigns as the uh, as the Dharma of the Yuga, hmm? so you, with, with that combination, it's the Dharma of the Yuga, and brought by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Um, as we were saying the other night, who comes in the, in the place of the Yuga Avatar and weaves together the Nam Kirtan with the, with with Prem, making it into a garland. Blessing the world so that by Yanam Kirtan one attains more than one might otherwise in other other times and so forth. So for these reasons it has been um, emphasized and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with the little that he is said to have written um, eight verses there all about Sankirtan and he explains the efficacy of Kirtan stages that will develop within one in terms of progress through such kirtan as the method. Paramvijayate hmm? Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. And he lists seven, I think, effects that cover, um, as explained by Bhakti Vinatagwa, the nine different stages of bhakti given by Rupa Goswami, beginning with Shraddha and ending with Prem. So, so it's a... Um, Underscored in this way, he is the Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his what do we call is acharya lila. So there are many different acharyas, or achar means behavior. So uh, typically, the the uh, acharya is one who teaches by behavior. Good example, because we know that example speaks uh, louder than precept. To us, hmm. um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have some precept. Typically, therefore, the acharya espouses a, a doctrine, uh, or he or she um, gives a system of, of thought, uh, uh, worldview derived from the Vedanta, from the sacred texts, and so forth. <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't write many books. He said he only wrote eight verses, but he, he did empower Rupa Sanatan, uh, Goswamis, and they wrote many books, and for the purpose of establishing the worldview, the, the metaphysic, the meta narrative, 
of Gaudi Vaishnavism, Veda, Veda, so forth. Um, and so, but um, his particular uh, um, uh, example was with emphasis on exactly that teaching by example. One of the verses cited in Chaitanya Charitamrita from the Gita, of which there are a few, is um, um, uh, underscores as well. Yadadacharti Shreshtas Tattarevitarodhana Sayat Pramanam Gurte Lokas Dadanavartati Krishna says, What will become of the world if I don't set an example? People follow the example of great persons. So if, if I don't set a good example, the world will fall into ruin. Hmm? These verses from the Gita. Of course, he did a pretty bad job of that, one could say, hmm? um, at a glance, anyway, or ostensibly. Um, his Brajalila seems to be a departure from the Dharma, and the uh, um, standards of behavior expected of ordinary people, pious people, and what to speak of sadhus and so forth. But, of course, as we know, Krishna Leela unto itself, if you will, is not complete. Hmm? It's completed in Gaur Leela. Hmm? These are not really separate Leelas. If we examine carefully the Krishna Leela, we find Gaur Leelas inside of it. Hmm. Uh, so, is, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he very much set, made up for any lack. Hmm. And, he, and of course he set an example that, that then shed light on the nature of Krishna's apparent misbehavior and why it was not so. Hmm. Because, obviously, you've got to do the math, if someone is a sannyasin, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, and he's meditating on romantic, erotic affairs of um, uh, uh, of, an, of a um, paramour nature, even unwedded, and so forth, how can he possibly maintain his vows of sannyas? Because what you think about, well, that. Uh, certainly informs what you do. Hmm? So he was completely preoccupied with the romantic life of Radha and Krishna, but his standard of of um, achar of behavior hmm, was so extraordinary. Grihijana shikshaka, nyasikuldanayaka. We sing it in the morning, Bhaktivinoda. I love these uh, these lines. He was grihijana shikshaka. He was the perfect example. Of Grihasta and Nyasikula Nayaka, he's the hero of the of the sannyasis. I love the term because Nayaka means a hero, and in uh, the uh, aesthetic works of um, of Rasa uh, in Indian aesthetics, the Nayaka is a hero. means It means he's a, a lover. Hmm? He's the, the perfect leading. Man, hmm? and and uh, in, in that there's I think ninety nine different types of heroes. There's basically two types: the parakya, 
and then the, the Swakya, the unmarried and the married. And then there's further divisions by, say, four. There's the Dhiralita, Dhirapashanta, Dhiradatta, and Dhiradatta. There's four times two is eight. So when it multiplies like this, I think there's 90, 93, I think there is, heroes. Uh, and Rupa Goswami has explained these in his Ujbal Nilmani. And um, Krishna, you can, is all, you can, Krishna exhibits all of these. They, they're contradictory in some cases, but there are examples. And here he's acting like a Dhirodatta, who might exclusively be the, the, the character and person of Ram. Here he's acting like a Dhiralita, like nobody else does. Hmm? Subjugated by his lovers and so forth, and the dear Prashanta, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, he's all of them combined. Therefore, he's the perfect object of love. This is the kind of the reasoning. He's the perfect hero. But again, my point is that the hero, the the Nayakas, is, is is not a sannyasi. <laughs> he's not, he's he, he, but but in the material world, he is a the sannyasi is a hero, isn't he? He shows example, courage to to rise above and and and, and so forth. Um, and so Bhakti Manod says he's the perfect. Teaches by example as a grihasta, and he's the hero of the sannyasis. <laughs> the hero <laughs> of the sannyasis. I, I, that's, you know, I'm explaining. You can appreciate the the the, the idea, uh, and indeed he was um, in in all respects. He was the hero of the sannyasis. Uh, he is the ideal hero acting as a sannyasi, which is rather shocking. <laughs> Uh, this contrast, but this contrast, ex- extreme as it is, is puts something together for us. Hmm? So, by his example as a sannyasi, he's able. He makes it possible for us to understand his romantic hero-like activities to to be something much different than that of a mundane hero or lover, uh, although they might appear similar on the surface. So, you you have you have you only have the sadbuj, and I think I mentioned this on the Ram Ramnomi discussion, the six armed form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He showed Nityananda Prabhu. He showed the Sarvabhoma about the charger. There's a painting of that and about the charger's house in Puri. You can go there and have a darshan of that from from ancient times. It's been it's been worshipped. He showed himself with two arms of Ram, two arms of uh, Krishna, and the two arms of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. So he, he he has the maryada, the good character, proper behavior, of of Ram, hmm. and he has the, the the compassionate dispensation as a sannyasi with his staff and and water pot, daita ipsitaman badavad, hmm. uh, showing compassion to the world, yadagadanyam uh, entering the forest from Bhagavatam, describing his sannyas, chasing after the people bewildered by Maya and so forth. Um, so, in him you find this extreme compassion, Mahabhadanai avatar. So, this, the morality of Ram and the eroticism also of, of Krishna, bewildered, deluded, if you will, head spinning, I should say, 
by the, the Prem of Radha. Radhikar Prem Era Unmata. By the Prem of Ma, the Prem of Radha, Radha drives me mad. I am the disciple. She, her dancing is my guru. Her Prem drives me, drives me crazy. So, um, um, by his dharma, by his uh, example, by his sadhuness, sadhuness, which is easy to, uh, well, easier, I should say, to attribute, to, to identify with, the gopis with. Hmm? Um, he told them that your, your love is like that of saints. Hmm? Because you love even if somebody doesn't, 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 doesn't love you back. Uh, uh, it's very glorious. And if I'm to pay you back, then I'll have to become a sadhu. And um, and so he does, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and teaches by his example. I mean, the, the, his, his sannyas, adherence to the uh, practice, the principles, and so forth, um, um, especially that were prominent at the time, were such that the elder, and he was only, what, 24 years old. It's, it's pretty young. How old are you? Oh, you're an old guy. Compared to... Twenty-three. See, uh, at that age, he took sannyas, and meanwhile, Paramananda Puri, Brahmananda Bharati, uh, which are the uh, Keshava Bharati, Keshava Puri. These were the nine allegorical roots to the to the well to the allegorical tree of love of God. It ground. It's grounded if in otherworldliness, hmm? right? Renunciation. They were the uh, uh, roots of the tree. Elder guys, Brahmananda Bharati, only wore, wore a deer skin, yeah. for example. This is like, like out of the Bhagavatam, tree bark, you know, for dress type, type people, and elderly, and Parmananda Puri. Hmm? And they were uh, trembling in their copans at the standard of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's adherence to sannyasa's morality and so forth. He's very, very strict. Uh, if, 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 if Krishna wants to show the opulence of renunciation, he has it in full and knowledge. So this really plays out beautifully in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, right? The renunciation is knowledge, Nimai Pandit. Hmm? So, uh, at any rate, very much he set uh, an example. Yes, there were many books that followed under his auspices and teaching and so forth, but he himself mostly taught by example. So, His example, and by his example, we can understand the conf- what, might be, what might be otherwise confusing example of Krishna, who said, I should set a standard so the worlds will not fall into ruin, but ah, I've fallen in love with Radha, and, <laughs> and so... Uh, some of my, some people try to then separate the Bhagavad Gita Krishna from the uh, pastoral Braj Krishna. The, he, he's saying this. He can't. That can't. That must be. That must be some interpolation. Something like that. Hmm? It was thought like that in some circles. There were prominent intellectual and pious circles at the time of Bhakti Vinod. But when he came in touch with the description of Krishna in the Bhagavat in his Braj Lila. Um, via 
the Chaitanya Charitamrita, an example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah. Hmm. He had an epiphany. Hmm. He could appreciate the Bhagavatam. He dove deeply within it. Pujapachita Marsh told us that he initially, as a young man, growing up, his affinity was for Ram. Hmm. And the, the morality, the, the dignity, the, the, the mariada, the proper decorum of Ram and for the, for the right thing, for the, the duty, you know, he, so that his father would not be accused of breaking his promise, he was willing to forego the kingdom and, and be banished into the forest. And so this high, noble, Activity Ram is also so moral that you think he can't be human. <laughs> Nobody could be so morally cor- correct, uh, something like that. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> um, what's the point? Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shridhar So Shridhar said I was initially attracted to to Ram. Mm-hmm. And and so forth, and and Krishna not so attracted. Uh, he was the enjoyer, and I was more identifying with sacrifice, service, and so forth. And and Krishna is depicted, and rightfully so, as as the enjoyer. So his deity of choice, so to speak, was one who exemplified more the ideals of proper conduct, righteousness self-sacrificing and so forth, but when he came in touch with Chaitanya Vaishnavism, then it all came together for him. Here he is, that Nayaka, and he's become a hero, a, a, a sannyasi, and the standard of the sannyas is extraordinary. Extraordinary. Um, so he taught by his example, and his example is... Uh, if you will, the method to the madness ultimately that he is um, pursuing to taste himself from the vantage point of rod. I mean, how can how can you do that? <laughs> it's it seems like it'd be very very clever to do that. And this this is this this is a secret method. I mean, it, how will Krishna, the perfect object of love, change his position? And experience himself from Radha's perspective. I mean, how how do you do that? Hmm. If I want to see myself through through another's eyes, I can ask them what it's like for them to experience me, but their words are not going to let me inside their minds and hearts and experience qualitatively what it's like that makes them. The way they are that makes Radha the way she is. So how can you? How is it possible to do that? Hmm. I mean, uh, so this is the, this is the this is the secret um, mantra for that. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So this was his method, hmm? primary method, taught by his example. He only wrote the eight verses of Shikshastakam, and they're all about Namkirtan. So, for these reasons, Nam Kirtan is considered most efficacious. Now, that doesn't mean the other practices of bhakti are not. They accompany that, they ornament that, and um, um, and um, 
they're ruled over still by 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 kirtan that should rule over and in the context of that then we see Goswami's established deity worship there's of course emphasis on smaranam as as the heart becomes cleansed and so forth um shravanam but kirtan is so they're all purifying and in one sense one can gravitate towards one or the other. It's not that you have to follow all the angas of bhakti. You could follow one and become complete and perfect. But if you wanted to choose one, this would be the best. But they, you know, they're kind of a body also, as I said, you know, so you can't just choose, I'll do Nam Kirtan and I'll forgo Guru Parashraya, <laughs> taking shelter of the Guru, because then you won't be taking shelter of Kirtan, because then you'll be, um, um, disrespecting the guru, which is an offense to the name. So, you gotta, again, there's a little bit of math to the whole thing. And that's why we need good teachers. But, but yes, Nam Kirtan is said to be more efficacious than other types of Kirtan. Hmm? Um, and it's also, uh, such that while it does good for you, it does good for others. And when you do good for others, because they hear it, then that's good for you. If someone tells you that they're very pleased, you know, by something you've done, or then if you've made another version of happy, then right, you're the winner. You're the winner. We want other people to make us happy, but we'll be happier making other people happy. That's the secret of life. <laughs> so yes. Okay, yeah. How does <clears throat> how does one know? Because uh, there's books, there's kirtan, there's chanting divine, you know, you feel a connection, but then how does one know that that connection is real and it's not? That this is the right path for me, or something like that. So yeah, so well, yeah, something like that. Sure. And and you know, um, just how is one certain that that connection is not just uh, you know, it's not self uh, self uh, projected or in the mind? Yeah. How is one certain? If you, you know, if that's an approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's a reasonable question. And, um, of course you have a theory there in the, the literature and so forth, and a, you know, like a meta-narrative, if you will, What what is the nature of reality, what's out there, and and who's observing it, and what, what what's that, and so forth. Um, and, um, um obviously different meta narratives resonate with different people. I mean if you look to choose spiritual paths is one thing. Some people choose a materialistic path and that worldview resonates with them. From our point it's not true, but <laughs> but it's resonating with them. It's uh, so um 
but so you're, you know, we're basically attracted to a particular spiritual path, you, mostly because of association with with sadhus, their example, the way they explain it, the way they bring it to life, exemplify it, and so forth. We find it compelling, and um, so we may be on this kind of like. Virgil, I'm attracted to this. I like her. She seems like an inspired sadhu or him, and and so forth. But how do I know this kind of thing um, is what you're talking about? If I understand it correctly, and I think that um, that you have um, only uh, one thing at your disposal hmm? um, that uh, is kind of uh, gives you the power to know the answer to that. And that is your sincerity of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, if you think, well, how do I know that I'm sincere? You, then you're probably overthinking. <laughs> uh, it may very well, that question may very well be a sign or a symptom that you are sincere. Why would you be questioning your own sincerity if you weren't sincere, right? So, um, truth attracts truth. Uh, this is all we have. We're uh, and we have to exercise it. That's why the way to find a path is not really just collecting information and so forth. The spiritual path. You actually have to do the very thing that you're questioning whether I should do it. You have to exercise your heart. Now, one thinks, well, think, well, I want to be careful here because this is a big thing. This is the whole thing, right? I exercise my heart. But, I mean, you have, if you have evidence and you're asking that kind of question, usually then, you know, there's, uh, you're, you're suspecting this could be the case, but but I don't want to make a mistake. And uh, so there's a lot already that's happened that's led you to that point, um, and and it's not disappointing. It's all good, but how do I know it's good? Well, your experience thus far is good. Hmm? <laughs> so <laughs> if it becomes bad, then you can go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, it's not uh, you know. So in one sense. Um, if um, it's it's all all working and making sense and the examples there, then I should go forward. And then there's always uh, the opportunity to raise questions and doubts may arise. I've often said we should come and sit before the guru and doubt, hmm? because his or her position is to is to eradicate the doubts. Of course, now they have to eradicate the doubts in a certain way because we're coming together in this sangha on a certain premise that there's a way to answer questions uh, th- that that even questions that can't be answered by reason, and that's from revelation. So therefore the guru must be steeped in the revelation and be able to cite it and explain it and so forth. And, okay, and that's what the Gita says about it. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Something like that, and the question's answered. So... Um, um, Anyway, you have the opportunity to, to question, and, and the guru should be able to eradicate our doubts if our faith is based on the very principle 
that in order to know comprehensively hmm, in a way that will be fully and constitute full knowledge that I don't that I don't think I think I need to know anything else I I feel content with this knowing if you will then in order to attain that we have to have the perfect method so I've said the perfect method this is it it's not here between your ears that's imperfect that's be useful we can use that <laughs> But it, unto itself, it's not perfect because could be this, could be that, could be, that, that's its nature. But you, with folded hands, we we say, if there is a perfection or perfect knowledge, then it has out of its perfectness the power to reveal itself to me. It will descend, and imperfection can know perfection on perfection's terms. So I come with this idea like. If I want to know comprehensively, I've got to get answers from that side. How are you going to attract that side? What can you do? Can you be smart? Can you be good-looking? Can you have money? Will that will that be purchasing power for the thing that you want? It won't. What is the only thing that you have that could be attractive? That is a humble heart, sincerity, kind of coming to the point of some material exhaustion, other ways are not going to work. I sh- should retire them, fold it up, fold up the tent here. and mm-hmm. So if we come in with that in mind, it's a rather, might feel like a rather unprotected, uh-oh, I'm naked now, and nothing I've got that I have been for years honing, securing, in order to protect me mm-hmm, and make my way in the world, I'm finding all of it is a false army, mutinous in fact. <laughs> the mind even turns against me and, and, and when it when the when the thief runs down the street yelling, Thief, thief, somebody robbed the bank and everybody thanks him and he says, They went that way <laughs> and the mind is like this, so I'm finding here are these my friends are my enemies actually. Hm? Uh be fallible soldiers I've surrounded myself with. And so but that's the case. Hmm? properly understood. So I come in rather naked and dependent and and into caring caring company hmm? that's been good so far. It, it exposed my, my enemies, my, my, the falsities of, of my of my previously thought uh, protectors and protections and schemes and whatnot and so forth. So I come in and, and, and other doubts will come, philosophical doubts and questions, and, and, and then the, the ideas come and ask them, express them. And they will be in good association, they will be all dissected, retired, and so forth. And and if they can't be retired, well, then you, then you have no reason to go forward, because that's the, the on the onus of the teacher to retire them. Again, there's a method for retiring them. If I sit up at night with somebody who lays out these questions, I mean, I answer them all, he goes, well, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Then he goes to bed and wakes up the next morning and asks the same question, more or less. And I go, well, wait a minute, we already answered those. Yeah, but I was thinking, I, and I said, and you're not understanding the process for answering the questions, and you've got an emotional issues that are blocking you and so forth. So, you know, that can be a problem. <laughs> but but um, I think that's how you know. You, 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 the thing in you that you have again, that, that has currency, hmm, is you. <laughs> it's you. 
that your your atma, yourself, if you will, and you know to, to put it in another word, you, you you're a unit of sat, a unit of truth. So your honesty, your truthfulness. Sometimes the word satam, truthful, honesty, is um, uh, thought to be synonymous with 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 a, with devotee, with a bhakta. Hmm? Satam prasanga mamabirisam bido. Hmm? Dharma projita kaita votra paramo nirmat saranam satam. So thoroughly honest. You 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 can't you can't lose if this is if this is your um, the, the the kind of the the currency that you you understand. This is my real wealth. Is my sincerity. Hmm? Willingness to change, hmm? um, uh, acknowledging that I that I don't know. Hmm? There are sources that do, and so forth. And this is um, put it. I'll put it another way: we have nothing to attract Krishna. I mean, <laughs> what do we have? But there is one thing that Krishna is missing. The only thing, one thing that Krishna is missing is his heart. It's been stolen by his devotees. Hmm? So, we can, what we can do is we can give our heart to Krishna by giving ourselves to his devotees. Hmm? Hmm? And then, because Krishna's heart has been stolen by his devotees, he wants to serve the devotees. But the devotees don't want to take any service from Krishna. But we can serve them. Hmm? So we can do what Krishna cannot do. And this way we become a devotee. <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah, you have to you have to um, um, give your heart. Um, a godbrother of mine, Vishnu Janmar, some of you, you, you may remember, he used to give these talks on the Sunday love feast, you know, in the 60s and the 70s. And afterwards, some young man or women would come and and he would follow up, you know, on those who were very interested in the talk. And then he'd say things, a number of things, and he'd say, so so did you like the, the dinner? Oh, yeah, it was great, great. Yeah. Great, okay. Did you like the, the music? Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. What about the philosophy that, oh, that was just great, yeah. Then, you know, you go on with a few questions, and they'd say, it was great, great. And they said, well, then why don't you just join us? And then there'd be like, silence, they said, maybe it's you. Maybe it's not us. The food's good. <laughs> the association's good. The philosophy's good. The music's good. You know, <laughs> so it's a simple way of uh, saying, but but I think, yeah, you, you have to, that, that's your currency, your, your sincerity. There's a verse in the Gita. Arjuna asks the very question that you're asking in one sense. Hmm? In the sixth chapter of the Gita, he has, Krishna has been building up and building up. He's, he's just about to really, really go into bhakti. The middle chapters of the Gita. This is right near the end of the, the sixth chapter, which does end on the note of bhakti. What is the last verse? Hmm? Hmm? Yoginam apisarvesham madgatenantaratma shadhavan bhajateyomam samayuktatayomat. So, by bhakti. Hmm. So, he, he's 
uh, very much going in this direction. He, he's in the middle of his end of his discourse about yoga, which begins with bhakti and ends with bhakti. Neha bhikramanashusti pratyabhayanividite svalpamapiyasyadharmasya trayate mato bhayat. That's how he begins his discourse to Arjuna on bhakti. First, of course, and this is also important, Krishna begins to speak to Krishna, to Arjuna, in reply to his doubts. And he says, look, you're not the body, right? You are, you are, you're eternal. So what's this thing about dying and death and that it doesn't exist? You worry about killing people, other people dying, nobody dies, there's no death. There's a, there's a, there's an atma, you're an atma, he describes the qualities of it. He gives this theoretical knowledge about the self. Hmm? And then that section ends and he says, now let me teach you about yoga, which is the means to realize that self. You gotta do something. You collect the information, so, okay, now, you gotta do something. So, when he begins his discourse on yoga, he says this, This dharma of yoga that I'm going to teach you about is so nice that if you do Alpa means little. If you just do a little of this, the gain, the benefit is eternal. You see, the contrast between what he's talking about here and what Arjun was talking about is considerable because Arjun's doubts were based on Dharma, the karma path, how to be a good, pious, morally, small g good in this world. Hmm? And you should take care of the, 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 the dependent people and if there's a war and the men are killed, who will take care of the children and, you know, all this stuff. These type of things. Yes, yes, all good and whatnot, but then again, you're not the body, and there's a, whole, there's a spiritual perspective, right? In the point being here, in the karma marga, in the in dharma or in varnashram, unless you do it completely right, you don't get any result. You have to do it perfectly right. In bhakti, even if you do a little bit imperfectly, you get an eternal benefit. See the huge contrast between the two, the efficacy of bhakti, its reach and its generosity, its power and so forth. So he, he's answering Arjuna's questions. He says, first of all, you're not the body, and now to realize what I'm saying and more, hmm? yoga is the means, and this yoga that I'm talking about, he's obviously talking about bhakti yoga, because only in bhakti yoga do you get eternal results. Why is that? Because karma yoga... Karma is under the influence of Rajaguna. It's about material perfection. If you take the Rajaguna karma yoga, karma and turn it into karma yoga, by trying to take the passion out of it for material progress and so forth, that's good. That's, that's, that's Rajaguna moving in the direction of Sattvaguna. Now you come to Jnana yoga, and Krishna's giving this gradual kind of ladder. Come to Jnana Yoga, Jnana is under the jurisdiction of Sattva. Whether hmm? it be Rajas or Sattva or Tamas, it's material. Hmm? So these yogas, governed as they are by the gunas, cannot give a near guna or a transcendental result. Therefore, unless Jnana or Karma is infused with the form of Bhakti, 
under themselves they don't have the efficacy to uh, bring about a transcendental result. So when Krishna begins to speak systematically about yoga, he starts with this statement, and uh, describing bhakti yoga. Then he goes on, and then he, he goes through the progression of, of nishkam karma yoga, jnana yoga, astanga yoga, and so forth. And he ends his discussion on yoga with this emphasis on bhakti. I cited the verse, yoginam apisargisham madhyatananda. Best of all, Yogis is 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 a devotee. Hmm. So a little aside, but in as he's reaching the culmination of his discussion on 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 the, uh, kind of the ladder of yoga, hmm, and imploring Krishna, Krishna again taught him theoretically. There's more to life than just being a being a good guy. Uh, your your atma, the old goal is to realize the self, and self never dies, and so on and so forth. Yoga is the way, and it's a great adventure and it's a great challenge. Hmm? And Arjun realizes, you know, you've talked about this now for a few chapters here, and it's quite a challenge. And what I'm being faced with, Arjun is saying, what I'm being faced with is this: you're encouraging me to give up the dharma. And take up the yoga, which he does at the end of the Gita, right? Hmm? He's doing it right here in the sixth chapter. You're encouraging me to give up the Dharma, which was my opposition, and encouraging me instead to take up yoga. But this yoga is like, whoa, <laughs> that's a challenge. Hmm? I mean, I'm a pretty good Kshatriya, but, 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 but to be a yogi, I'm dropping my bow. That's like, whoa, that's a real hero. Hmm? Arjuna was like a fantastic warrior, hero, statesman, but yoga, whoa, hmm? celibacy, whoa, all these. So, uh, of course, in, in, in bhakti yoga, it's, it's not necessarily, uh, not, it's not an anga of that. But anyway, at any rate, it's a challenge, yoga, and he under, Arjuna understands the central focus is of the challenge is what. No, what you were talking about last night. You have to control the mind. Hmm? This is central. The world of our physical reality arises out of a mind. Yam yam vyapi smaram bhavam tadadayande kalevaram tam dame bhaitikontaya sadatad bhava bhavita. We cited it last night where your mind is that determines your body. The whole physical world comes out of the subtle mental world. Hmm? This is a whole different way of looking at matter, a whole different way of explaining matter that includes things in it that modern science dismisses. Minds, intellects, egos. These are not part of their description. That's why it's so incomplete. Hmm? Uh, Sankhya gives a whole, includes all these things. And it's an observer-driven reality. The world, the physical world, is of our experience is a is a is it really a phenomenal world? It's it's a it's a subjective experience. We're all in human frame, so our consciousness is going to be filtered through the human frame, and that's why we see things similarly. We can each say that's a tree, or that's red, or huh, disagreement. Mosquitoes won't agree with that necessarily. So, so anyway, that's a complicated subject. But point being, 
the physical world comes out of the the gross physical matter comes out of subtle physical matter. So the gist of the yoga is to control the mind. The goal of the chanting and once it's just to capture the mind, then you can then you can meditate, and then you can chant more effectively. Chanting is 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 not only the means, but in the ends. And legally, they're also chanting. So at any rate, Arjun gets it. He's a good student. He gets it. He says, well, this is all about, you know, I'm a world controller. I'm a chatriya, ruling over the world. I'm Arjun, the greatest archer in the world. Hmm? I mean, he's the greatest, like, martial artist in the world. Makes, you know, what's his name? Bruce Lee looked like a, like a fairy, you know. He's a Maharati, you know, uh, and 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 statesman, you know, uh, really Dharma Vira, you know, a hero of Dharma, and 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 again, becoming a yogi is like a huge challenge to him. It means I've got to I've got to I can control the world, but I can't control my mind. So uh, we we're all trying to control the situation because we're not comfortable. Um, we're trying to be in the center. We're trying to control the situation. We're not the controller, and that's why we're uncomfortable trying to be the controller. But uh, but uh, that what is the meaning of controlling the world? If you can't control your mind, you control the physical world. But anyway, so he gets it, and he says, "Who?" Uh, what's happening here is you're asking me to give up the Dharma, okay, which I'm pretty good at, and take up the yoga. But there's every chance that I won't be successful in yoga. He never thought he wouldn't be successful in Dharma. Hmm? But he thought, I might not be successful in yoga because the task is is great. He said, what is the verse? He said, it's like the mind is like the wind. That's pretty hard to control. How do you capture the wind? Uh, he gave this, this is a nice example. And so my question is that if I give up the Dharma, then I'm culpable on that side for forgoing my duty hmm, within the religious realm, the moral realm, but then there's every chance I won't be successful in yoga, and then then what? Hmm? Then everything, and then everything's lost. So this is just like where he's at. I've got to give up the world, but I got something. At least I'm good at you know. I can get by like this, you know. Somehow. Uh, and that sounds good, but like I can't see it. I mean, it, it sound, I'm an Atma. It sounds good. It's attractive. But then again, it's not easy. And you're right. I mean, I believe it, but it's kind of what he's, where the whole thing's at. And, and what does Krishna say in response? He says, yeah, you're right. It's hard. He doesn't say, no, it's easy. Just come right in. You know? He says, 
Yeah, he says it is difficult, but it's possible. He said, by ragina, by 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 detachment, and and practice. And I'm so rusty on my Gita verses. That's that's it's appalling. By practice and detachment. And so, you know, what made the Grand Canyon? Drops, drops of water, drops of water. You have to go there and you go look. Drops of water. Be persistent. You know, it's a huge, gaping. You know, edifice and drops of water did it Hmm? over time. Hmm? So, and here we're entering into the idea of eternality. So we got time. Hmm? We want it now, but we have to be patient. But we have to apply ourselves appropriately so that we don't step on our foot in the course of doing it. We don't offend bhakti, in the, you know, while we're pursuing bhakti. So you know, uh, avoid things unfavorable to bhakti and so forth. Keep good association so that we become strong in that. But we'll be successful. And, and he says, mm, to our journey goes on. He says, um, he says that. Um, one thing you should know, Tata. He says it's a very affectionate way. He says, like he refers to him like, like a like a son, like dear one. He says, "Nahi kalyana kud kasjid durgatim Tata kachati." He said, "Pujapad Sridhar rendered it poetically." He said, "Sincerity is invincible." That's hmm? so the same answer that I've given you earlier. Hmm? You apply yourself sincerely. And in this path, that's all you've got, and it's gold. It's good. It has purchasing power. You have to be truthful, honest, and as difficult as that may be. You are. That's all you have to attract the supreme truth. Like attracts like. So you want to attract the supreme absolute truth. You got to muster all the truth that you've got. You've got to be. You've got to reason it out, you know, as best as you as you can, and then be honest and not allow yourself to rationalize away epiphanies that arise in good company. Because hmm? at a certain point, you realize what the teaching is telling me to put my mind in this place. So you know, I've got to step out of it. So anyway, so sincerity is is what you have. You have to apply it. You have to be truthful, honest. Like I say, this is the this is the way folded hands to attain perfect knowledge. Hmm? It's a perfect method. Hmm? Yeah, it, it, by sincerity, we attract a good company, and um, and we can we can grow in that. So that's a good question, fair, reasonable answer. <laughs> okay. Let's stop there. Shri Shri Goradamadava ki jai, Gaur Bhaktavinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Hari Bhagavad. I agree. Bhaktivinanda Chupar Swami, Bhaktivinanda Raj ki jai.